races in three weeks. The Hungarian Grand Prix has just finished, boys. Oh, I don't. There's people I haven't seen in months, but I've seen you three weeks in a row. <laughs> Harry, Connick, welcome. Well, um, aren't you so lucky? I mean, we're we're all very lucky to have each other. Absolutely, um, <laughs> absolutely. I've never shared Formula One with people so regularly in my life. <laughs> it's, no, not, no. It's, it's always been a very much a personal pastime. It's like, you know, no one else gives a rat's in my oh, family. No, no, no one in my family gave a rat's. I had to breed people to care. <laughs> and only now is my 13-year-old at a point where he can he can actually have a conversation about it. I, I can't find too many people who, who want to spend uh, a Sunday night at 2 a.m. with me, so... Uh, <laughs> Good to have you two fellas. Yeah, You're thanks. still talking about Formula One? <laughs> <laughs> Were we ever? Oh, right. Okay, good, good, good. Um, look, um, Lewis Hamilton has utterly and completely dominated the Hungarian Grand Prix. Uh, I don't think there's any other way of putting it, Harry. He's just on another level again. Yeah. Mm. Like, they're just... If, if there's anyone doubting whether or not it's the car or him, like, these last couple of races have just shown that yeah. he's just... Well, he's the best driver I've seen in my life. I That's a great question that, well, that you, deserves you, a full show. But, <laughs> you know, you know, Schumacher, Senna, I, I enjoyed watching them. I think the problem is uh, they were enjoyable to watch. Lewis is dominant to watch. Yeah. And I'm not sure that's enjoyable. But I... But I I fi- uh, that's that's unfortunate for him because he's just so good and that car is just dominant. But think about it when you when you what when you and I watched Senna back in those days, he was dominant to watch, but at the same time he was exciting to watch. That's what I mean, you yeah. know. The, like Max is exciting to watch. Um, yeah. That that's that's that kind of difference between being brilliant and just being exciting. And I think that's where that's where Lewis has one on, on Max and. You know, I think it was Crofty or, or um, Paul Deresta at the very end of the race said something along the lines of, I would love to see Hamilton and Verstappen in the same car. I mean, that's that's the holy grail yeah. because that's what determines whether or not we we actually have a, 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 a genius uh, in, in Max Verstappen. But uh, anyway, look, the race started with uh, a shocker from Valtteri Bottas. He, he, he jumped the start, but stopped there's been no question of it in terms of investigation there's not even been one of those you know on notice or after the race things so he's clearly got away with it full stop he did stop again and he completely balls it up afterwards probably thinking well i've stuffed that up and he went backwards well talking about stuffing up what about max verstappen (laughs) (laughs) that's a different story altogether formation lap not even a real lap no that's that's like the last fun thing like that that happened was was it Roman Grosjean at Baku in the uh, safety car that when it when he when he went into the wall during a safety <laughs> car yeah. I mean that's about as good as that Max you know ruined the front wing the the mechanics oh. replaced one of the uprights or struts or whatever the f- they call them um, on the grid and like it's a remarkable amount of mechanical work to be done on a Formula One car in I think we counted twelve minutes. It was incredible. Like it was, we were there, sort of trying to work out: is this gonna, is he gonna get the car is back it, yeah. out? Is it gonna happen? And then, even like when they thought they were done, we it was sort of like in the back of my mind, like, oh, he's a couple of laps, he's gonna DNF. It's you know, suspension's broken, whatever. And then it ends up coming P two. Like that is just absolutely incredible team effort. It's scary to think that Formula One teams can do that kind of twelve work minutes yeah. in. in Literally, literally minutes. Next, um, next time I'm taking my car in, and they're like, "Yeah, it's two <laughs> yeah, weeks." Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. I wish they could do that for my car as well. But, uh, yeah, I wrote Max off straight away as soon as that happened. I'm thinking, that car's not going to survive the first couple of laps, especially when you've got a suspension issue. No way in hell. No, but the thing is, the thing is, he... I said to you, Harry, you said you had him down as your DNF, I think, in in a, it, in a gamble. Yeah, not... not because of him, but just because I just well, that Red Bull just seemed yeah. I I said to everyone who asked that I thought there'd be a smash on the first uh, mm, corner. Yeah, first I, I lap. picked it. We only too. had one body DNF. Um, Stroll was going to dive bomb someone in like the first corner the or something. And you know, yeah. if you, you've never happen. you've never had Stroll and um, Perez sitting together on the grid up that that far up front, it seemed like it was going to go pear shaped. But what was kind of more interesting was I said to you, I said the other problem with Max going off and putting into the wall is. That may give him some crazy adrenaline and push him forward, and it did. I mean, mm. here's the funny thing. Um, Racing Point didn't seem to have race pace. No. and It was interesting because last year they qualified at the back. That was 17th and 18th last year, and this year they qualified on the second row of the grid. But that was right. before they had a Mercedes chassis. Yeah. Before they had a Mercedes. Which is still under question. <laughs> still very much under question. But, but yeah, they just, they just couldn't hold the pace. So, you know, it's interesting. And when you watch the back, the race, uh, to be honest, it's another one of the races I can only recommend you watch as a KO Mini uh, rather than watching the whole body <laughs> thing. Because I'm sure the highlights in 20 minutes would be great. But well, the highlights are just the, the 60 minutes of, is it going to rain, is it not going to rain? The hour and 40 minutes that we had to watch was, was a bit enduring, yeah. let's be honest. Mm. Because one of the most exciting things was Hass opting for the full wets on the grid, and then they, they, oh. they do a formation lap, and they go, whoa, 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 <laughs> there's a dry line. And it was, so it's like one of the worst strategic decisions ever in Formula 1 for Hass to start on the full wets. But it turned out to be, in the early part of the race, a brilliant decision to bring them in and and start from the pit lane on slicks because they were racing in fifth and sixth for, for a large part of the race. Well, well, that, that's how Magnussen has ended up in ninth. Yeah, Unbelievable. But, but he actually was up in third place in the early stages of that race by virtue of pitting so early and everyone else pitting for, for dries after, what, three or five laps. And, you know, Gunter sounded on the pit wall... Sounded like he was going to be real happy with a point. Oh yeah, can like we real happy? Can we just have a Gunter Cam every week? Yeah. Like I would, I would, gl- I would want that like in my top corner. If we could just have him on we camera. We all know Gunter's the best part of the Netflix stuff when it happens. Yeah, he's the best part of Formula One. Very much. Yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting. You mentioned about Racing Point. There was a well, not Racing Point. Uh, Pass. Sorry. There was an interesting tweet that came out probably near the end of the race from. The so-called CEO of Rich Energy, Weems Story, he goes, good race so far, the rain always makes it entertaining, Hamilton in a class stack of his own, and then puts a photo up of the Haas that he sponsored last year. So, I don't know what he was Look, taking. he is a dickhead, yeah. and I've had a fair day calling people like MMA fighters <laughs> dickheads on Twitter. Um, <laughs> so, who really cares what that bloke says? I mean... Rich energy doesn't. Does rich energy even exist? I don't still? think. Yeah, it doesn't exist as far as I, I'm I, I don't think it does. But they did. Haas held their own for a good 10, 12 laps before people started pitting, and it would be very clear that the, the yeah. that the hards, let alone the mediums, were a great tie to be on. And it was. I think that with the Haas, it was good um, seeing them. They were clearly working as a team, 
Yep. Like when they worked out that Magnuson had a tiny bit more pace than Grosjean, there was obviously team orders there for them to, like Grosjean, to try and hold up as many yep. people as he can, which for everyone else is very risky because at the best of times, Grosjean is a, is a bit of a risk to be racing anywhere near. It mm. was scary to have Grosjean <laughs> that far up the field because <laughs> yeah. people on hards wanting to pass him were risking their entire race by being near him on the track. But in fairness, he gave great space to everyone who came past him and you got to give them that. But it's kind of weird and it's kind of sad that they ended up with, with ninth place because in the end, they're kind of deserving of a little bit more. But it shows, you know what shows, how massively congested the mid-pack is. Oh, without yeah. a question. Obviously, Ferrari, oh, sorry, uh, Mercedes, just way, way, way out in front. Talk about Williams in a minute. But that mid-pack, and, you know, put Red Bull out of that, obviously, although Albon performs in the mid-pack. It's still, it's basically you, you, at the top. You've got the Mercedes and Verstappen, yes, and then basically everyone else is a mid pack, yeah, except brilliant. for Williams and um, Alpha, Alpha, and also and Alpha Romeo, yeah, yeah, and Haas, yeah. Wait, both Alphas or just one Alpha? They're both uh, really there. I would say Alpha Romeo. You could put Alpha Tauri no. in the mid pack. <laughs> it maybe, took me a couple of seconds to get what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, there is there was four. Alphas, I thought you were right? talking about like you said the difference between Jimmy yeah. and G- I, Giovinazzi. I knew exactly what he was talking about with <laughs> G- Alpha Romeo. It's nice watching Giovinazzi's last year in Formula One. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how, you can't re-sign that bloke, can you? No. Oh, there's no robots this week. No robots. Oh, well, so let's let's let's. There well. were robots down. There was no robots yesterday for qualifying. Did you oh, notice? Yeah. yeah. They, they, the old, old mate, you know, I don't know his name, but he's the dude in the suit with sneakers at every race that brings out their watches and their hats and everything. Mm-hmm. He was there yesterday. He wasn't there at the other races. He was there handing them their masks and everything. Whereas at the first race at Red Bull Ring, they had these beautiful podiums with all yeah. their stuff on it. So here at Hungary, they've gone for the upstairs podium instead of the... Downstairs. Pit straight podium. Yeah. Oh. The, the robot, the trophy robots were my favourite part of this season and they've just I mean, taken... They've been they've been dropped faster than Vettel from Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. But uh, good on Aramco for becoming a huge sponsor Aramco. of where uh, energy is opportunity, whatever the hell that means. Um, so Haas up there in the top six, we're still in, you know, the early 20 laps here. Lando's, uh, sorry, Leclerc is complaining badly about being mm. on the softs and he's holding... Everyone up, but mate, the McLarens are in 12th and 15th at this point. How on earth does that happen? They they must they well, a they had a drama with uh, with a bit of blockage in the pits, but that doesn't explain. I that think it was going backwards well, so fast. No, I think it was the I think it's because like we we're saying before, because the mid pack is just so congested, so congested now. If you get that bad luck like they did and get caught in traffic in pit lane, it then becomes incredibly hard to remake that position back yeah. on the track. And, and at the same time. Hungara ring is not an easy track exactly, to overtake. Yeah. You know, you've only got one or two opportunities it's to It's pretty much the first three corners uh, yeah. are the passing opportunities and the rest is just setting yourself up for the uh, for the for the next lap and whatnot. You had uh, Leclerc finally stopped, but this is the point of the lap of the race around 20 laps where every single team radio, every single one told their driver there was rain coming. Mm. <laughs> Every happened. single one had a different number. 20 minutes, 12 minutes, 8 minutes, light rain, two corners, uh, medium rain. We heard it all. We heard it all. It would make, because F1, to their credit, have done that whole AFL thing. They've taken on, they do their own media now. You know, they've got their own website mm. where they criticise the drivers and stuff, right? But they also make unbelievably good YouTube videos. It's all my 8-year-old watches. It's just the F1 channel on YouTube, right? Will Buxton. Yeah, Will Buxton mm. hosting stuff and just compilations, like best 10 crashes of all time. Mm. 
There should be a, a YouTube clip from Formula One on radio weather messages gone wrong in Hungary. It's just there's so many of them. There's been a hell of a there lot. There was of no rain. But it was, I just thought it was funny how they were all so different. Like there was <laughs> no consistency. That guy. Oh. He's now handing out the bloody trophy. Yeah, he's no robot. No, he's no robot. Well, I actually oh, think he might be. <laughs> but not the, not the robot we're after. Um, but yeah, there was literally no rain. That's just embarrassing. There were so many dark clouds around you thinking, surely there's got to be rain happening. Nah, no, no chance. No. In fact, if you look to the weather radar, it, there was not even close. It's it, not even a meteorologist getting it wrong. It's the radar. Maybe. You know what happened? Maybe the ants from England came over. Did you hear that story this week? <laughs> Go on. Flying ants, so many flying ants created on a radar uh, what looked like a cloud. Amazing. Wow. Like that was that's happened in England. So maybe hungry maybe that's it. from some flying although, ants. Although we did see some shots of the rain just outside of the there track. There was clearly, you know, bad weather around, but it just avoided the track completely. And I, be- and I bet you that it'll piss down as soon as these guys get off yeah. the podium. The, the humidity, though... Clearly affected the tire strategy, yeah. Um, which is why the the softs were getting degraded so quickly. Yeah. Leclerc um, was Leclerc was he hated him. He was bitching about it on the radio big time. Um, and yeah, the softs were he just also not bitched working. about the hards. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean he's driving a Ferrari. It's not exactly the car to be in right now. So that that's disappointing. But what what I found fascinating from you know mid race onwards was Ricardo uh, ahead of Science. Like, mm, without yeah. any question. It wasn't strategic. You know, they both pitted. They did things. He just he just had pace. He had the pace to either maintain or uh, pull a gap. In fact, at the end, Ricardo actually, I think, did have the pace. So just, like, in the end, he followed close enough to come real close to Perez. It was just mm. there was a gap there where the tyres weren't perfect for a bit, I, but I, sad. Yeah, I, I was listening to the, 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 the team radio as you were looking at the live timing, uh, Harry, and Ricardo said that the front tyres just mm. went off rap- quite rapidly near the end of the race. So, look, it would have been nice if he did catch up with to... The um, team was clearly Sergio. aiming for fifth. They were clearly aiming for Vettel because he asked at one point mm. if Vettel will, yeah, if there was a train behind Vettel. <clears throat> so that was obviously his, his plan. But, you know, he went to... He went all the way to lap forty-five and went on to mediums. You you were discussing whether he was going to go softs. softs, and but then it just must I mean, have been. We talked yeah. about whether or not the whole Leclerc thing proving that the softs were bad was was maybe the reason. But that's why I thought he'd go to fifty-two or something, and then you know have eighteen laps on the softs. Yeah, well, that's, but clearly there was just yeah the humidity there or, or something was killing those softs because even Mercedes what didn't even want to risk. Um, Lewis on them for more than three laps because they, they thought they were going to go. Ten laps to go, Lewis is like, they're told, they've told Lewis he can stop for a free stop and, um, and, and you know, go for the fastest lap and whatnot. And he goes, well, let's put the softs on. And they go, yeah, nah. And then they have a bit of toing and froing and they clearly decide that, that three to four laps is the most they want on the softs. Yeah. And they Little did they know their bigger problem was, well, the bigger problem was really just Bottas trying to catch Verstappen, which came oh. bloody close. Oh, Bottas with his inner Lando Norris. Like, that was... Not quite, because he didn't get there. Yeah, not as good as Lando. No, I reckon Lando would have done that. Absolutely. Even in a McLaren. Scenario 7, getting in there. Can we just bring that up? We were talking about it during the race. Um, Do you know how the radios often say, you know, the drivers like, give me more power? (laughs) Mm. Now, during qualifying, during different stages of the race, they get told, you know, scenario 7, IC3, whatever. Clearly, they know what those things do to the car, don't they memorize those things? Like, wouldn't you go, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going IC3 because I know it's faster. 
what are you going to do? Sack me? Like, I want a faster engine <laughs> do, right now. Do they, is it remotely disabled or something, maybe? Is well, that... it can't be, can it? Right. Although someone mentioned, you know, um, those full lap, last lap videos that have gone around with Lando, you know, yeah. being coached. Do you remember when they weren't allowed to tell them anything? Like, there was a ra- there was a couple of years ago, there was, you know, you weren't allowed to essentially give instruction over the radio. It lasted, like, half a season. Because that that guy's basically doing everything but steering the wheel for Lando in those last laps. He's, <laughs> you know, um, uh, energy boost out of out of three for two seconds. You know, uh, engine mode, the whole kit. They're 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 talking them through the whole thing. I mean, it's a complex buddy computer system they're driving, but I still find it staggering that they can't um, that they can't memorize everything about the the modes of the car. Well, that's like the um, the, the radio instructions. The opposite of Lewis at the end there. When he's coming for the tires and he's racing, he's like, "What's what's going on?" And his yeah. engineer's like, "I, I don't know." <laughs> Lewis, <laughs> I'll says, find out because they said box box, and then they said no. And Lewis goes, "What's going on?" And his engineer goes, "Mate, I don't know. I'm just finding out." <laughs> like that's never happened. I've never no, heard. An well, not for them anyway. You I don't might, want to break it to you, champ. Make it up. You might you might expect it from you know Ferrari, but uh, yeah, not a, not yeah. a functional team. Yeah, and speaking of Ferrari, Leclerc was swamped by McLaren. Oh, without yeah. a question, like, it was embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Well, where you, you, you even had right Renault now. going like at at you know about ten laps, I think it was to go to Ocon. Going, we think you can get past Leclerc and get to Signs. Yeah, it's just if, if you literally have, embarrassing. If you have Renault and McLaren saying you have pace to pass Ferrari, geez, Ferrari have absolutely cocked up their car for this and, year and the next. And not just Ferrari, that their Golden Boy driver driver as well. Yeah. yeah. Charles is uh, struggling. He wouldn't be happy. And Signs is there in a McLaren going, oh, shit, what have I done? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that, that, for me, is one of the more fascinating storylines of, of the, this season. Of is this and next. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Carlos, I mean, Carlos is going to have to try and turn shit into ice cream next year with a car that is not behaving as it should. I just wish him good luck on how and he's And Daniel gets to go and sit in his car and go, yeah, this is good. Yeah, you know this is all right. I'm I'm happy with this. And he gets to sit in the only car that's allowed to be uh, upgraded as well because of the engine. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, you know, and what's fascinating about it is that, and I was thinking about this with the uh, 2021. There's really only two cars that are going to see improvement, and that's Racing Point and McLaren Racing Point because because they've, they the they've got they've got such a, they've just got such a new car. They're going to develop it inherently, right? Sure, they copied it from photos or other things, mm, mm. but they will inherently develop that car because everyone else has pretty much had aero developments for several years now. You'd be at the peak of it. Whereas Racing Point slash Aston Martin are going to be a car that they would, I think they would be looking at it as a potential what a car to improve. Now that they've found this new benchmark, um, they can improve it. Whereas, and McLaren have got this thing that with it's going to have a new power plant. Oh, I, it's actually worked out pretty friggin' well for Lando, Daniel, Lance... And most likely yeah. Seb. Most likely. <laughs> Although he was very, very coy when he was interviewed by Martin Brundle, which you and I saw pre-race. Mm. He just said, no, oh, you know, I, I, he just says, I'll, I'll just move on. You know, I have to take the decision professionally to leave Ferrari, you know. But he said at the same time, not being in control of his own destiny is quite exciting for him at the same time. Yeah. So... Yeah, Martin was. It was a. It was a great interview, and I don't know whether Sky put all this stuff online. Do they? I've never really looked for no, it afterwards. Yeah, I think it's usually geo blocked. But yeah, uh, but Martin. The great thing about Martin Brundle is, and all, frankly, the Sky team is just unbelievable. 
But Brundle, he sat down and he goes, whatever year it was, he goes, I was sitting doing an interview and a uh, the the journalist said to me, what are you going to do next year? And he goes, I'm going to race for Benetton. He goes, no, you're not. Um, that was 92. Yeah. yeah <laughs> he'd been given the ass and he found out about it in the paddock, basically. And he said, how does it feel? Like, I, like, I know how you feel. How do you feel? Um, and, and Vettel was like, you know, I'm, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. He, and Vettel goes, what happened to you afterwards? He goes, well, I had some good cars, I had some bad cars, but in the end I kind of came on the up. And he goes, well, there you go, could be the same, you know? Yeah. It yeah. was like, it was a really fascinating way to see two, not peers, but, you know, like-minded people have a conversation. Uh, I think Martin has a great deal of respect for him, but, um, you know, like Ferrari in, I, I wouldn't want to be in a Ferrari in 2021. I don't know how oh. they turn that around. But that, 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 can Ferrari turn that car around in twenty within the next twelve months? I, I don't know how I, they can. I don't see it. They don't have the. I don't because know. whatever they did to develop the twenty nineteen car that had those uh, couple of things that were the FIA pulled back on clearly screwed them for you know what is now three years. And even for twenty twenty two, right? Where you they I guess they lose there some financial advantage compared to some of those closer yeah. midfield teams. Like are, are they? basically going to be in that same position now in terms of their car might be better, but also everyone else's will be improved a similar amount. I don't amount. have a problem with that. That's, that's what we Oh, want. no, no, I've got no, but in terms of like Carlos, right? Like you're, other than the, you know, the Mate, prestige that comes with we, I think we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. If you're Carlos, you're like, I don't give a rat yeah. as long as I get to wear that colour. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like there's no doubt that every driver on the grid wouldn't mind having that badge. You know, they've, I'm sure they've got beautiful pool rooms and, you know, Kimmy's got his Ferrari in his garage now and stuff. It's just a nice thing to have on the wall, surely. You, you don't that think Ferrari race suit? You don't think that Daniel got offered got offered before science and and knocked it back? Yeah, don't know. Do you reckon he did? Maybe. I think it's possible. I, I I agree with that too. But I think Daniel's played it very very smartly as well. I mean, he could have gone to Ferrari possibly. given his Italian heritage and everything. But to be number two to Charles Leclerc. I don't think that would have sat does, well with him. Well, he, he fit wants at Ferrari. To, no, no. Do you know what I mean? Like, does his personality fit? Like, his personality with McLaren. Yeah, that, that's that's with exactly especially with Lando it. and and with Zach Brown's bit of a joker. And There's no like, way Bonotto's going to be there for the next nah, twelve months. No. He's he's on the outer. Daniel's personality would not sit well with Marinello whatsoever. You look at what McLaren mm-hmm. have right now, yeah, and they've completely moved on from the Ron Dennis era. That the under Zach Brown, they look like a fun team, and mm-hmm. I think. Daniel's in the right place at the right time coming into 2021 where I think good things will happen to McLaren and for Lando and for Daniel. All right. Um, the, really the last thing I wanted to say about the race was uh, it's fucking embarrassing that Lewis Hamilton basically lapped everyone but the top four. Mm. Everyone but everyone the three cars up behind to, him. Yeah, the top five. It's also embarrassing yeah. that the first, second, third and fourth placed all were able to do a free stop, mm. or at yeah, least to, had the gap to try to and get some kind of the lap. That's record, like that. how <laughs> no, not just how big the gap from first to second was, but then from second to third, and then from third to fourth, yeah. the gap was so big that they literally had half the track, and Lewis had passed everyone up to fourth before he stopped for a free stop at the end. Everyone That's up, it's a, a sad to, indictment. Everyone up to sixth place. Sebastian Vettel was the first player. But he actually did. But, but if yeah. you, he, he earlier yeah. had passed. Yeah, if you factor that he had 20-second pit stop there, it yeah. was he everyone passed, the first few. He passed everyone but Stroll. Now, the other thing that's happening is Albon is under investigation. Red Bull have been referred to the stewards. And, you know, by the time you listen to this, 
that this may already be decided, of course. But apparently the Red Bull team were drying the pit box in front of uh, Alex. And this may be what they're showing us right now. But they were drying the pit box in front of Alex um, pre-race. And that's, you know, frowned upon. So Christian seems, just by looking at him, pretty confident about it. But And that actually, just looking at that vision we just saw, I don't didn't see the pit box being dry. No. The pit, the in front of the pit box. The pit box was because there was a, a car there. But is the FIA going to do that and then just pretend they didn't see Bottas have a jump start? And that's a challenge, right? That's, you know. And, and you know what? So, gap-wise, but here's the thing. Bottas could get a massive penalty. He could get a 10, 15-second penalty and probably still be in third. Whereas Albon gets a 5- or 10-second yeah. penalty, he may well lose. In fact, Daniel could benefit there. So that well, It was Vettel, Perez, Ricardo after. And what are the gaps? So if you uh, click on Albon, um, sorry, we're just using the app here. How good is it? Uh, interval seven four seconds between. So yeah, if so a ten point, second penalty, oh, it's only 1.2 ten second penalty, he drops behind Ricardo. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So, so that, that's very interesting. So who knows what the penalty might be? But yeah, I mean, a p- few post race shenanigans to to occur. Um, but there's two things that we need to talk about off or on and off track racing point. Um, mm. You know, the referral from um, Renault to stu- FIA to stewards. Uh, FIA have already investigated. The stewards are the next part of the investigation. It's all about the brake ducts, just as an example, essentially, of it. I, to be honest, hadn't looked at it that much. But I sp- <laughs> spent a bit of time during uh, practice and quality looking at the car, and fuck, they really copied that car, didn't they? Right down to the round nose at the front. Like that round oh. part of the front of the, the Mercedes, which is essentially like for the logo. I'm not sure that I'm not even sure that's aerodynamic, <laughs> but they copied it's the thing down to the literally the last degree. It's fascinating how much they copied it. And I said on Twitter yesterday, "Bring it on! Why on earth would you not do that?" Well, I, I guess the argument is if there's only one team innovating, then who is really innovating? Yeah. Are, well, you've got to remember there have been a few teams that have tried to do. The copy. Copy, yeah. Yeah, so like, I remember when Benetton owned Ligier in the mid-90s, and Ligier basically had the same car, and then they got caught out. They had to change certain elements of the car. I remember that. Your memory and worries me greatly. I know, I know. Oh, every don't, every don't, week, don't, don't worry. Oh. Just don't worry. Just accept the fact, okay, that I'm yeah, a I fucking know. freak. Anyway, that's <laughs> yeah, not wow. the point. There it is. That's not there the point. There it is, there it is. But the other snapped. point, but the other <laughs> Yes. Into the edge. But the other the other point is like Red Bull tried to do the same thing when they were uh, with Toro Rosso. They tried to have the identical car. Nah, but see what I'm saying is uh, what I'm saying. Uh, so you're talking about innovation, Harry, right? Hmm. So you're forget Red Bull. Let's just say you're Renault, mm-hmm. and you go. We're, we're confident. We're so confident in our power plant, but clearly aerodynamically we're, we're struggling. Let's just copy the Mercedes, visually, uh, wheelbase, everything that that you can do copy it and then improve it. Like, that's what I'm saying about Racing Point next year. I'm not saying yeah. they're going to do better than Mercedes, but they've now got the opportunity to go, okay, now we've got the base model, right? Let's let's see what we can do to tweak it, right? Mm. Williams, at the complete other end of the spectrum, why wouldn't they do the same thing? Why wouldn't They've got a Mercedes well, engine too, but why wouldn't they, they do the same thing? They tried to. Well, that, that was basically why they've stuffed up the last couple of years. Yeah, but they didn't try hard Is enough. They, but they didn't have the budget to do it. Is, asen- is essentially... What happened is it got all brought over, and then um, with oh, I'm having a 2 a.m. mind blank. Was the engine the oh, Paddy, uh, Paddy, 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 Paddy
Um, he brought all, all over no, all not the Paddy Head. Paddy, Paddy, Paddy. Fucking what's his name? Paddy Low. Low. There we go. Jesus. <laughs> Paddy Low brought over all the Mercedes stuff, and then just did not even consider the fact that Williams didn't have the money to develop this stuff properly, and which is why they're in such a hole now. Yeah, but I think what he and they tried to do was develop portions of it. You know, take take ideas from it. Just copy the fucking thing, and then make it better. Or worse, whatever you end up doing, right? It just it just strikes me as a piece of genius from Racing Point. And you know what? I bet you any money they get off. I bet you any money I, I they've, they've changed louvers in the brake ducts that make it come. Because you know what? We need it. Well, it's, we, it didn't actually end up adding to the race today, unfortunately, having the two no. pink cars on the second row of the grid. It should have created some crazy good racing, at least in the first five laps. And it did not, let's be honest. But do you think Toto involved with that team, do you think he's dumb enough to not think about this that it's going to get protested and, and that it's not going to get through. Like, he he, Mate, he, he will have thought it's of the all same of reason before the race he was asked whether or not he was going to push um, the FIA on releasing details about their Ferrari investigation last year. He goes, you know what? They've done their thing. It's over. It's finished, <laughs> you know? Because he's a smart man. He knows that the, these things work both ways. Mm. But the other problem with Williams, they, they're all praising um, George Russell, who did a great job in qualifying, absolutely yeah. no doubt. He's proven himself to cope under those stresses. But their car still sucks. Before the race, they had Claire Williams, you know, talking to Natalie Pinkham and Johnny Herbert, going, oh, it's unbelievable. We're doing, you know, we're not where we want to be, but we're really pro- pleased to be. They ended up behind Alpha and all Gosh. the people they should be in front of. They should be in front of Haas and Alpha, because on qualifying pace, that's where they are. Mate, well, they're Le- stuffed. Latifi threw it was three laps down, five in the end. Five. I, don't care, I don't care how much that man's bringing. You got like that's why they should. Your idea wasn't it was Perez. Perez going there. The smartest thing they could do yeah. is give Perez a ten percent shareholding in the business, take his Mexican money, give him three years, his final three years in Formula One. Yeah. Um, Ruben style, you know. Well, just, yeah. here's the point. George Russell, 18th, Nicholas Latifi, 19th, and they're behind Alfa Romeo. It's embarrassing. It is. It's embarrassing. So Claire was being interviewed in Great Raptures, and I said, she's got to go. Who do you put in a place? Like, you know, who, who can lead a team like that? That's that's the well, challenge, especially when you've got this problem of Frank's always going to be there. So, you know, yeah. um, well, you mentioned Damon Hill before. but I said, why not bring in someone random, like a you know, figurehead style to at least motivate. Maybe that's what the team need is genuine motivation. Maybe Claire is unable to motivate them anymore because they've heard the same shit from her for several years now. Oh, this is going to be great. And blah, blah. Maybe they need something completely different. Yeah. Well, who's who's out there? Like, do you just, just do you I go? Mean, do you, you stick to no F1? Team do principles you? just lying around? Yeah. Are there? No. You know. Absolutely not. Like. I don't see Damon wanting to go back to Williams after he got shafted way back in 96, so no. Well, my first idea was Patrick Head. Just yeah. bring Patrick but back he's, and go right But he's yeah. retired now. Yeah, so. but you know what? You're retired. People come out of retirement. You know? That's true. Ross Braun retired too, but you know, now he's working for the F1. I don't know. I just think yeah. that whoever it is, Who's and maybe it's Christian just, Horner. Do you know who you you get bloody Sam Michael or someone like that? You remember Sam Michael was a Aussie, went over to Williams and, and was a you know head bloody top mechanic. Just bring someone like that back. Someone that was iconic in the team and maybe had a falling out or whatever, but someone that knows technically F1. You know, Paddy Lowe. You know, probably Paddy Lowe needed to be Claire Williams instead of being Paddy Lowe under Claire Williams kind of thing. They just need they need change. But do you think they'll get rid of Claire? No, they won't because it's a family business. Yeah. Even though it's not, it is. Yeah. 
I don't know. Yeah. It's a very sad state of affairs for Weems at the moment, and I can't see them coming out of this rut that they're still in anytime soon. Before we go, is there a driver market on Vettel signing? Is there any market on that with Sportsbetter oh, or anyone? I'm sure there is. And because you it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't it? pay much um, bloody um, racing point, would it? I don't think you'd get much money for Vett, Vettel going to racing point. Oh, in my head, it's a done deal. It just the racing. fact that if you when you looked at there's say no, no, there's no market, there's no market. For it. this is it's outrageous. Um, when Christian Horner just flat out denied it, and there was a few you see a few things like that when the team principals and and Whoever will just go, no, no way. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then, like, they're being, Racing Point's been very careful with its words. Yeah. Which, they've, it's definitely a possibility. And look, I don't want to harp on our conversation about mid-season movements, but the point I made when we talked about that was, when you get to a point where the Drivers' Championship is lost to anyone, oh, you know, but the top, lost. which is lost. <laughs> I mean, it's Mercedes. It's just... Yeah. The Lewis Hamilton's is dollar twelve to win the World Championship. Well, that's free money. Bottas, yeah, the twelve cents is yeah. Yeah. Bottas is five dollars fifty. Max is twenty six dollars, and every other driver is five hundred and one to one. Oh, every other driver. Okay, God. driver standings right now in the championship after these th- first three races. Lewis is on sixty three. Valtteri's on fifty eight. Verstappen thirty three. That's thirty points difference between Lewis and Max. And the point already. is, the point is. Throw it out there, people. Silly season, this mother. Yeah? I agree why, with that. Why not? Like, what is the... Like, genuinely, what's the downside? There is no downside. There is no downside. And, and we talked about last week, there's even a chance that only half of them can happen and someone has to sit out. But there's a chance that half of it moves and, and the other can, half doesn't. Okay. Can we just first and foremost... Get Matteo Bonotto on the line? Sure. Let's just call him now. <laughs> no. Get Kimmy put out to pasture. I mean, tonight, like... Well, may as well take Antonio with him. Yeah. I have to agree with that. Like, clear out Alfa Romeo and start afresh again. Start with someone young. Oh, poor Kimmy. I have no sympathy for Kimmy now. He's like, I he's love just, Kimmy. You I listen, love Kimmy too. I but love but Kimmy. listen, the thing that I still get out of him, you listen to his radio when he's talking to the team. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, I just think that unfortunately, and this is my concern for the sport, mm. is they've done a great job being the first global sport, da-da-da, to come back, although they're just racing in fucking Europe. It's not really, you know, yeah. <laughs> global. Mm. Um, they've done a great job to come back and it's clearly under control and all those things. But the, I, I, I'm going to talk to a few friends that have watched a bit of F1 over the last few weeks because it's school holidays, so there's a few people that are kind of staying up that they un- wouldn't normally. I just don't know that this is an enjoyable thing to watch. In its current form with Lewis going... No, no, no it's not. No, the first, ra- first way, gra- race, uh, race, Did, race was... Didn't that really hype oh. us up? And, and then I, I yeah. said it at the time. Let's not get too excited, right? But it didn't. You know. It didn't help that I don't think this is a good track either. Right. In, well, in is terms Silverstone of going to be better. What do we got a break now? One week or two, two weeks? weeks? Two, two weeks week break. break, and then we go to Silverstone. Silverstone, you got at least another couple of corners where you can overtake. Yeah, yeah. You got a lot, a lot of long straights as well, so that's going to help you quite a bit. And look, we know Mercedes Benz are definitely going to be dominant, but. You just got to think that maybe Racing Point might have a bit of an advantage as well. They might have that pace that uh, you know that might keep them on par with Mercedes Benz. Who knows? Maybe Red Bull might have that advantage. It's it's all a lot of questions. McLaren could be alright as well because yeah. I think those Renault engines look strong. They do. They really and, do. And McLaren clearly has the better the better chassis um, with the then then the then the Renault. Um, and then for a track like Silverstone, where with a strong engine, like hey. All right, some scenario seven but 
Norris <laughs> could be on the cars. Mate, Norris just with the with the extra home home crowd advantage yeah. could be massive for them. Could be massive for them. But you know, with looking at the sport being the spectacle that it is today, I argue that Formula One made a bad decision delaying the new regs. Not in their entirety, because clearly it would have been hard to develop cars and everything. But you, we talked about this before the show, before the race. Um, rugby league in Australia changed a few tweaks, a few minor tweaks, and even I, as a non-major fan, observe a faster-flowing game and some tighter scores. Some, some outrages as well, but it doesn't matter. Um, V8 supercars, I don't even know what they've done, but it's friggin' brilliant. Because oh, racing's been fantastic. Because the racing is close. The, the best drivers are still faster. They're still qualifying best. But because it's, it's of tyre rules, because of car rules, because of certain things, it's not a guarantee they're going to win. And we've had people like Jack LeBrock, Nick Percat. I mean, it's been unbelievable to see these people doing well. It has been great that we have seen so many different winners in the last couple of races. And, of course, they now go to Darwin for the double header. So we could expect... So many different winning, uh, different winners I coming up, but I we're not seeing it in Formula One. Something has to change somehow. We d- I, I love don't know Formula what. One so much. I want it to be that way. Yeah, I think that's the challenge, right? I just, how do you, how do you encourage someone to watch this sport? Well, it's. I think the best thing that's happened to Formula One in the last twenty years is Drive to Survive for one. Yeah, um, and that. So that's my point, right? You've yeah, got all these people watching, and, that, and they turn it on, they go, "Oh, I'll just wait for the next Netflix show because that's much more exciting than this." Yeah. Like behind the scenes is more exciting than the racing, right? Mm. Like you can imagine a lot of this stuff, like fucking for the driver market this year is going to make for, if they've got documentary makers there because of the COVID restrictions and the number of people, I don't know if they've got, I haven't seen uh, a lot of random film crews. I'm sh- I reckon they, I reckon just because of how successful that's been. I haven't seen a lot of been. random film crews, but. It would make incredible TV. It would. So I'm sure, I'm sure they've found a way for Plus it. Plus a whole in. episode on how they're, you know, global yeah, leaders yeah. in the COVID crisis and everything. But, at that time, knowing how well that sells the sport, if your product is shit, that's like having the best ad for the best chocolate yeah. that tastes like literal shit. But like what there's you, no point. But what could they have done? Oh, mate, that's a challenge. Obviously, I don't know. Because I think the, the challenge here is that Mercedes, not just aerodynamically, it's, it's, just, it's just such a better car. And we'll never really know because you never ever get two drivers together in the same car to genuinely compete. But you know, Bottas is absolutely taking it to Lewis. He is. He's having he, a good year. He's having a great year, but just not enough because Lewis is an excellent driver. Okay, constructors he, championship. Sorry, guys. Mercedes, hundred and twenty-one points. They're about sixty-six points ahead of Red Bull <laughs> at the moment. That is just insane. Red Bull. Red Bull doesn't help itself with, or not that so much Red Bull help, helping itself, but Albon just, yeah, it was better today, but he, yeah, he's still clearly, he's a not tier in the same, he's not Max. in the same league as as Max. He, and and again, yeah. you look at that drivers' championship, and those are the points that matter. That's where you know Daniel and Seb can fight, Mark and Seb could yeah. fight, and it was bad for some races, but actually it worked out better because they were just in the points. Now, obviously, they were winning back then, but. If you've got a gap to a driver, just because it makes one of them happy, it doesn't earn you those points. And those points are going to prove critical at some point, mm. especially if racing point. I keep saying point. Fuck. <laughs> if the pink team uh, really do continue a Force bit of a India. surge here, yeah. then they could theoretically do I would better love, than Red Bull. I would love to see a racing point, or one of those pink pigs, as I like to call them, win a race. 
Okay. Have a think of it. They're, they're, they're a pink guard, the pink pig. You like? Well, they're not going to win. Who's going to win? I, <laughs> I would like to see Checo try and get a win because oh, he's I'd been knocking it. on the door for so long. I don't want to see Lance win. It just annoys I, me. But I just yeah. feel so jaded about, like, about uh, Lewis not winning anything or Bottas not winning anything now. Like, I'm just, I just under the impression that the rate every race now is from 18 to, you know. The, this last and I guess cars. the history mm. shows that that's it's not it's not like this is the first time that's happened. I mean, you know, we've well, had dominance before, before, right? Remember Lewis? Lewis in like 2013 was whinging about how boring the sport would be with Vettel's dominance. Exactly. And now it's and you know, but you go back to the very very early days of of our era. But you know, Mansell, Prost, Senna, Prost. There was there was always a bit more rivalry, whereas. Yeah, right now it's not really a rivalry between no rivalry Hamilton that I can and, and Verstappen. No. It's a clear, clearly they're the two most worth watching, but are they actually rivals? Not really. It, it it feels like for Verstappen to get up, it's nothing to do with him or Lewis doing anything better. Something it comes else. down to strategy, s- strategy, or, or just like an accent, Failure. or just the the track for some reason might be Favourite. better suited right. to one. But there's, there doesn't feel it's not a genuine competition between them. It's all outside <sighs> circumstances. Something else has just come up that I need to raise. Um, they fucking, they're engineers. They're the best in the world. Can they design a face mask? <laughs> because these blokes pulling these masks back up over their nose. Yeah. How have how has Formula One not designed the ultimate face mask? I know Lewis has now bought his own because well, well, it's very different to everyone else's. Well, these are all, these are the ones. So I've ordered. <laughs> I'm telling the guys, I was telling them, I've ordered these same masks, and they're coming either this week or next week. Yeah. And I can try it on and see if I can do the episode next time. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to try and do the same. Actually, I'll tell you what. With it on, I'll do. I'll do the next show with the um, the shield. With the, with the shield, you do one with the face mask. Look, I'm. I was going to say I'm not going to wear a face mask because of some arguments today on Twitter. I probably should wear a face mask. Who are you now picking and fights with now? Just some MMA fighter in oh, Victoria. Yeah. I've yeah. heard about that. Yeah. I did hear about that. Yeah, he's some bloke in Melbourne who, who whose Twitter handle is I'm a Spartan yeah. I'm in the mixed martial arts UFC, and he said, um, "I do not listen to you, Daniel Andrews. I will dictator not. Do, I will not be dictated to." <laughs> and I just said, "Mate, you're a dickhead." And I don't. And I know I've just called a mixed martial arts fighter a dickhead, but I'm okay with that because he's clearly had the sense knocked out of him. Already, uh, yeah. Um, yeah well, I'm going to take health advice from a guy who gets punched in the head. Yeah, by a living yeah, exactly, head. exactly. But my my point is, I'm sick of seeing Seb. You watch the Seb Martin Brunel interview, which is a fascinating interview, oh, he's and all you can see all he's playing with his all face mask. All you can mask. see is Seb every question pulling up his mask. How have they not designed one that stays on your face? Well, Just look. leave it alone. Also, if it's moving that much, it's not very. Next episode, we, we're going to try it out firsthand. World exclusive, you mask test. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Um, I'll let you get some sleep. Right, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. So what have we got? We've got two weeks off. Two weeks off, and then we're back in <sighs> the first weekend of August, British Grand Prix, and then the week after the 70th anniversary Grand Prix. The or second s- British Grand Prix. <laughs> yeah. I was confused with all the different Austrian names. Now they're doing it to me again. The fucking 70th anniversary Grand Prix. It's a stupid name. Hey!